herpes, I guess, would come to mind as you, you, you have it and you, you get it and then you have it your whole life. And that's me and shitty horror movies. Uh, once again, you're doing a terrible job of dissuading me. It sounds amazing. Yeah, it's, it's not an airy, quiet fart. Only on our show. That's not a movie. Yes, I'm all hacked out. Infinite Ammo Headshot Man. Yeah, see, the power of Christ compels you. Poisoning me with your hacky hack. Weird stuff. Hello everyone, welcome to Movie Freaks, the only Canadian-American podcast on the net that speaks more Spanish than Justin Bieber. Hola, mi nombre es Eric Marner. <laughs> and mi nombre... Ojeño. <laughs> That's enough. That qualifies us. We officially know more than 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 the Beebs. Than the Beebs. Yep. Yeah. What a great guy. What a yeah yeah. What a terrible cunt bag. Okay. <laughs> How's it going, man? Oh, it's going well. Very busy, but there's always time to podcast. <laughs> Is there? <laughs> well, we try. Yes, we try. And you? Ugh, just the same. Busy, 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 but ready to have some bevs and talk some movies. That's right. Speaking of which, I'm on my usual, once again. Mm-hmm. Mm. <sighs> Canadian hunter, hunting with the, the juice of the fatherland. It's wonderful. Juice of the fatherland, yep. And I'm still working on Rich and Rare, the the, the high-end classy stuff. I'm, you know... That survived I'm a week? On. Uh, actually, no. Uh, I actually started this bottle last week, and then I finished off my other bottle of God knows what. I we listened to a few episodes back, and it'll, I'll have talked about it. It's some big bottle of Cana- something Canadian something. Something. And I, so I finished that one off, and now I'm back to the good stuff, or lack thereof. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. Anyway. Cool. But oh, I've got next week. I think I've I've got louders in the in the pipeline Ooh. for for next week's podcast. It really is just like a wheel of misfortune with like mm-hmm. twelve different, not even twelve, ten different brands of cheap shit that we just ticka 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 Canadian something. The goal is to keep up with this, and eventually, eventually, we're going to have some sponsors. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe they're like, we'll, we'll yeah. sponsor them until their liver implodes. Yeah, as Canadian Limited is like, yeah, dream on, buddies. Dream Actually, on. They're the only ones that uh, volunteer to sponsor us, and we're like, eh, we're good. <laughs> Keep your rot gut swag. <laughs> or yep. swill. Or, or swill egg. Yeah. All or right. Chum. Okay, yeah, yeah enough, of, yeah. <laughs> enough of this nonsense. You ready to get on with the show? Let's do it. All right. Let's start off like we always do at the roulette and dive in the ocean of cinema where we try and find those gems in in the rough and avoid duck grenades. I guess, because I'm Amish. Uh, What was it last week? It's been a hell of a day. Holy shit. I think I've been up at 4.30 every day this week. Oh, wow. Do I dare ask why? It's summertime. Damn sun. It just comes in. And everybody's like, the sun doesn't come up at 4.30. Yeah, I know, but it's still kind of bright. It is. And, it it truly, like, I'm, I get up at 5 or 5.30 and it's like, yeah, it's, it's officially morning. Like, why is the world still sleeping and I'm up? <sighs> it's morning. Get up, everybody. <laughs> three hours later. Yes, three hours later. It makes, it makes grocery shopping great because when I go at 8 a.m., it's, it's empty. 
So, okay, we're now we're back. Yeah, whatever. Okay, yeah. Uh, roulette. Uh, last week it was twenty twenty Texas Gladiators up against the Falling, and you get to go first this week. So tell us about Yay. the Falling. Okay, um, you know what? I can you start, maybe do a search while I start talking about the movie uh, to find out the alternate name for that movie by any chance or not? Uh, Alien, Pre- Alien Predator. Is that it? Sorry, I, I think that forgot my tablet. It's out there in the yeah. I didn't bring my tablet. I think Alien Predator is the movie. Aw. Okay. <laughs> um, I gotta go run, get, grab my ta- tablet. Just give me a sec. Can't use up any more computing power on my laptop, you see, because, you know, it'll just stop. Uh-huh. Or do more skipping. Sorry, listeners, but this is a budget operation, in case you haven't figured it out by now. John, it sounds damn good. Sure you have. Okay, carry on. The Falling. Okay, The Falling, also known as Alien Predator from 1985. This is one, as uh, as I said last week, I remember this movie at the video store. And I was actually excited to see this. I'm like, all right, even if it even if it sucks, this is one that I've, since young on, I wanted to watch this movie and I finally got to. First off, uh, I will say that on Vudu, this movie is streaming in uh, HDX, so... It's actually a very, very good transfer, thankfully, because there's a lot of stuff that's shot at night, and the high-def transfer is quite good, and it definitely adds a, a layer of more professionalism, I guess you could say, to the proceedings, because this is a fairly low-budget movie. Um, uh, so three friends, uh, two guys and a girl, are... Uh, driving around in a motorhome, and they're vacationing in Spain, and uh, right from the beginning, there's um, there's a cow that gets some alien beastie sucked into it, or whatever, in a very a really cool, gooey, practical effects type scene. I'm like, all right, I'm already in. This, here we go. And uh, then we jump from that scene to these three friends that are... The two guys are trying, are, they're kind of vying for this girl's affection through various awful, awful jokes and one-liners and talky, 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 dialogue-y stuff. Uh, and every now and then we cut to what's actually going on in this small town with this alien organism that's kind of taking over the town, making people go crazy. And, uh, there's a scientist-y guy there that's, uh, uh, NASA stuff and yeah, okay. So science, <laughs> it's science, you see. So having said that, uh, the movie is very boring, but I still enjoyed this movie for what it was because it has that '80s feel. And once I got, once I realized, okay, we're more focusing on the not cool stuff. We're more focusing on these three friends being just not the greatest actors. And doing their thing. Okay, let's just roll with it. Every now and then I get a cool alien effect. Or I, something happens. Uh, and I'm like, okay, I'm still in this. And then we go for another 20 minutes of wandering around the Spanish town. And here we go again. But uh, There's going to be some cool stuff coming up. And there always is. So the last bit of the movie is really cool. There's a gooey creature thing. Um, there's a good movie in this, but it's far too long, far, far, this needed Roger Corman all the way through. Like they, it needed a Roger Corman editor to where it's an hour and 15 minutes 
if that. And now we're talking, but there you go. As it is, I, I personally enjoyed it. Now, I don't, I don't think that you would. It's really slow paced and you would get tired of the leads pretty fast. But I don't know. For some reason, I just like, I kind of dug it. I liked the creature. There's enough gooey effects here and there that. That's all right. It sounds like it kind of scratched that itch of a bad kind of creature feature. This would have made a great mystery science theater movie. And if and here's the thing, if I would have watched this on VHS or even like on YouTube or whatever, I probably wouldn't have liked it as much. But the HD transfer was really, really good, and it genuinely helped improve the the viewing experience for the movie. So I give it a very marginal thumbs up from myself, a horror sci-fi junkie, but all others tre- tread with caution on that one. There you go. Alien right. Predator. I got it. Okay. Okay. Over on my side, 2020 Texas Gladiators. I have a very similar and very different review than you from your The Falling uh, Alien Predator thing. I will... It's going to be a brief review. Uh, sorry, everybody, if you wonder why I'm winded. I'm chasing after the kid up and down the steps. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> anyway, um... I'll give this movie a passing thumbs up. I'll say that right off the bat. Passing thumbs up. Uh, it definitely goes there with its R rating. It's got some, some gory bits here and there, and there's lots of nudity in it. There's always somebody trying to get their boobs out in some way or another. It's not sexy by any stretch, but it's, it's, it's always like, I'm a, I'm a post-apocalyptic, and apparently everybody has to have strapped up things where the boobs are kind of Nips are hanging out between the cracks, because that's what you do when it's post-apocalyptic wasteland, and it's hot and sandy, and, you know, you want to have as much flesh exposed as possible. Of course. Excuse me. Um, Don't ask me a damn thing what this movie's about, because I can't tell you. No idea. It was really, really a collection of just random shit. Really? That being said... Uh, I would turn to my friend Eugene and give, there you go, buddy. Oh, yeah, that's all, everything you've said sells me on this completely. Oh, this is totally one where you're like, I bought it on vinegar shock syndrome for $28, and I, it's a piece of shit, but I love it. That, yep, this is one of those. <laughs> Great. If you can get this movie somewhere, somehow, or whatever, cleaned up, HD, whatever, that you so much love, then yeah, you'll like this movie. Was it, uh, how was the quality? Was it VHS quality? I, no, it was better than that. Okay. It, it looked pretty good. What, what, I watched that on YouTube. It looked pretty good. For YouTube, anyway. But, I, I'm not kidding. I, uh, that, and I want to, another negative, too. There was a good bit there in the middle where they were just kind of wandering around. And that's in a movie where I didn't know what was going on anyway. Because they just, there's some people, then they're here, then they're there, and then there's some other people, and there's some boobs, and then somebody's getting shot and killed, and then a group of people are battling other people, and I'm like, there's no, you could tell within 10 minutes, it's like, well, I'm not going to sit down and focus on this, because it's not worth my time. Ah, but but you missed some some key plot developments, I'm sure, in there. I'm pretty sure I didn't. And if... (laughs) That, I mean, all that being said, I would watch this movie again. <laughs> oh, oh, this is so me. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be checking that one out here sometime. Yeah, go for it. You'll, for sure. you'll, you'll give it a, 
a thumb up. I'm probably I don't know. It was. Yeah. It you've was seen more. You've seen worse on the roulette this year. Oh, I was entertained. I mean, there was a like a twenty minute block in the middle where nothing happened that I was like, "Come on!" And then they got right back into it. So I was like, "All right, yeah." Driving weird, kooky vehicles around and running over people, some gore, and another. There's a nipple. All right. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> were the stunts like? Are they actually going to kill each other like for real in this, or were they fairly fake looking? I don't know. <laughs> Yay! It's one of those where it was over, and it was like I remember nothing about it. It's it's gone. It just leaked, r- went in my eye holes, and just leaked right out the ears. Perfect. Okay, I like that. That's <laughs> one to look out for on Code Red slash Scorpion slash Vinegar Syndrome slash any of the other. Well, give it a code. give it a look on YouTube as a oh yeah definitely. run because it it the yeah. quality was decent. Okay. I don't believe that's gotten a Blu-ray release yet, so. <laughs> the very yes. con- idea of that movie having a Blu-ray release is just, just, ha, to me, but. Oh, I'm sure I have way worse movies in my collection than that movie on Blu-ray. I'm sure you do. Anyway. Yep. Okay. Next round. So, sending things your way on the roulette. First up, and this is one, uh, I, I watched a movie this morning, uh, on YouTube. And you might also like, and then there was a long list of movies, and I was just kind of quick scrolling through them, and this one here caught my eye, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to throw this one on the roulette as a possibility, because it gets uh, decent reviews, and it sounds interesting, like a a potential, like, a new director cutting his chops. Uh, the, the budget is low, but I think for this type of thing, it probably is okay. It's called uh, Rorschach. From 2015, uh, about two skeptic researchers investigating a mother's claim that an unknown presence may be trying to communicate with her seven-year-old daughter. And I just started the movie a little bit, and it is kind of a found footage type thing, so there is that. But it looked pretty well shot right from the get-go, so I immediately turned it off. I'm like, oh, I'm going to add that to the roulette. So I actually dropped one off the roulette and added that one on. And then I did a little bit more research, and I'm like, hey, you know what? The reviews are actually pretty decent for this type of thing. And a lot of them said this is very grassroots, basic, low budget, but there is a seed of a really good idea there that they really tried to expound on and make it into their own unique little movie. But 75 minutes long, there you go. All right. Next up uh, is a movie called Cast a Deadly Spell. And this is another one that I just happened upon on, on the tube from 1991 starring Fred Ward and David Warner, and Julianne Moore. And I remember this one, uh, seeing this one here in the video store I, I used to work with at years ago, and always thinking, oh, I wonder if that's good. The cover is kind of cheesy but cool, and uh, I never got around to watching it. But Martin Campbell directed it, and... Ooh. Yeah, I know. Like, he's done some pretty good stuff, like Casino Royale and GoldenEye. Ah, the best James Bond movie ever. Yeah, so he directed this, but uh, and Green Lantern. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> in a fant- in the in a fantastical forties where magic is used by everyone, a hard-boiled detective investigates the theft of a mystical tome. So, damn it! I had my my pick all picked out, but now you're kind of hosing me. Yeah, it sounds uh. cool. It's an hour and thirty-five minutes comedy fantasy horror. There you go. 
And last but not least is a movie that has yet to be released on uh, Netflix, but I think it's coming out either tomorrow or the next day, this week. So I'm like, you know what? That's fair game. And that is Okja. Or sure. Okja. Yeah. Um, two hours long, so it's a longer runtime, but the preview looks really, really cool. Directed by Junho Bong? Yeah. Sure. Um, he directed... Oh, he's, we know him. He's directed some shit. Yeah. And he actually, he wrote Snowpiercer, Mother, The Host. So there you go. Uh, meet Mija, a young girl who risks everything to prevent a powerful multinational company from kidnapping her best friend, a massive animal named Okja or Okja. One of those two. Take your pick. Uh, it stars Tilda Swinton, which I do like her. And then a bunch of other people that probably are fairly good. Jake, oh, Jake Gyllenhaal's in this. There you go. Okay. And Paul Dano. Oh, Paul so, Dano. So that's a, you know, I wonder what the budget is on that. That sounds like, oh, $50 million. Good Lord. So, wow. Okay. There you go. I, that's. Sorry, I'm just looking up the director here because I know he did something that, or a couple of things. Uh, let's see. Directed. He directed the host. Okay. And Mother and Snowpiercer. So, Ooh, wow. Um, that's, uh, that one honestly might be your most surefire good movie. I, from the trailers, that looks, I know it's two hours, but that looks pretty damn good. Uh, it's a surefire pick right there. Okay. Uh, tossing your way from 2015, no escape. Soon after relocating to Southeast Asia, an American family lands in the midst of a violent coup that could cost them their lives. This is with Pierce Brosnan and Owen Wilson, I believe. Yes. Yep. And the reason I threw this on there is because I'm like kind of eh on it, but it's got a decent cast and it got some good reviews. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? Oh, that's you, you check it out and tell me what you think. Not that you will this week. Uh, XX, four-part anthology of short horror films. Yeah, that's a... It's a spoon feeding to the crowd right there. Mm-hmm. And a documentary for safe uh, keeping American anarchist documentary profiles, William Powell, who wrote the anarchist cookbook in the early seventies and spent his later life regretting his actions. That's right up my alley, but I wanted to throw you a safe pick so that you can't complain when the horror movie sucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you get to go first. What do you want? Okay. Uh, good. Good selection there. American Anarchist sounds really good. No Escape, I don't have much interest in that. I, it looks depressing. and I agree. That's why it's on the roulette. I want yeah. To... <laughs> um, but, uh, of course, you know me, XX. I'm like, oh, and this is, I guess all of the shorts were directed by women. And the wraparound story is an animated thing, I guess, from the reviews I've been reading. So it sounds interesting. Short runtime. Uh, a pretty competent studio release it. I think that's Mag, I think Magnet released that. I'm not, but don't quote me on that. But anyway. That's there. I see the Magnet logo and I'm like, eh, that's a, <laughs> that's a, that, they don't have a gigantic, um, they make good trailers. Let's put it that way. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. And this was, it, it looks good, but yep, XX for me this week. All right. I was going to take Okja, but, Man, that cast deadly. I didn't look up your other movies. I just was like, oh, I'll just let you sell them to me. Cast a deadly spell. I, that's a roulette. I have to take the roulette. And, okay. That, and that's roulette. That Okja, I'm going to watch. Good chance. If that's out tomorrow, good chance that'll be my Thursday review this week. 
Yeah. Well, excellent. I'll actually, after reading that, if that is your review, after reading it, if you do like it, I'll probably watch it as well and maybe we can discuss it next week. Because, cool. man, that's a good looking trailer. Now that I know the other stuff that he's directed, uh, I can't imagine it. With a $50 million budget, that's going to be pretty good. Yeah, the Netflix originals, man, they keep kicking ass. And, yeah. and that's a great, yeah, no. that director is awesome. And, yeah. Uh, it, Martin yeah. Campbell. I, I, but I'm, um, I like Martin Campbell. So I gotta, ch- and then there's magic y yeah. shit. Like if it had just been Martin Campbell and it was an action movie, I'd be like, eh. But Martin Campbell cool. and it's magic y shit. All and right. some good actors in it. And, and I'll tell you, I, I mean, for years, I would keep on seeing that box at the VHS store. I worked at Video Connection. I'm like, ooh, I, I can take any movie I want here home for free. And why am I not taking that one? I should, but. I'm constantly taking home my horror shit, so uh, now nah. 2020 Texas Gladiators. I'll yeah, t- it's there, and I need to watch it. But, <laughs> now, there's a good. That's a good double header for next week. We shall I agree. see who. So, stay tuned next week, everybody. It'll be cast a deadly spell against XX. We will report back and let you know. Uh, are you ready to move on? Yes. Okay. Um. I have a little bit of a rabbit trail, but that could lead us into recently watched. If you want to, if I want to throw you a curveball, would you be into that? Let's go. It's not complicated. My well, I'll just yeah, I won't bury the lead here. My my first recently watched that I'm going to talk about is The Godfather, but and this is uh, I, I while watching this movie, and I considering the age of this movie, I'm young to it. Let's put it that way. I've watched this movie, I think this is my third time, full sitting. Most people have watched this many more times than that. But, you know, taking it in this second or third time, I'm just almost annoyed. I even mentioned it online. I was talking, somebody, I mentioned that I was watching it and somebody else that has another podcast brought up that they wanted to watch it again and they're older than me and I'm like, I I mentioned my frustration that I got a podcast in a couple days, and I almost didn't watch it because I need stuff to talk about, and there's absolutely not a fucking thing to say about this movie that has not been said in the uh, ten times over in the last 40 years, or, you know, however long it's been yeah. since it's been put out. So, being a younger person and, and watching it now, it's so frustrating that there's not a damn thing that I can say about this movie that hasn't been said a million times. Because it's so good. Like... 2001, it's painfully good. Like, you just want to talk about all the great things about it, and then you realize they've written books on this shit. But there is maybe one thing that I thought we could talk about that uh, I thought of. um, And that is, like, with Goodfellas and The Godfather and Casino and uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in America and mobster movie, mobster cinema in general, there was a big a lot of noir mobster stuff in the 30s and 40s was a big deal. What is our fashion, uh, as humans, our fascination with with mobsters and mobster life? Is it organized crime? Organized crime. Is it is it desire to to be involved with it just because they're bad guys, or it's it? Why? What is the uh, our fascination with the romance? of that lifestyle because we watch a movie like the Godfather or Goodfellas. And when one of the guys passes on, everybody is so sad and cries and it's so emotional. 
and then they maybe go get revenge or whatever, and you feel, as a viewer, feel so justified in that. But if you take a step back and look at it a little bit, these are all murderers and thieves and horrible, terrible people. How is it that they still are able to elicit that kind of response from us? Hmm. That's interesting. That's, yeah, you threw me for a curveball there. I, I wonder- I'm not sure that I even have an answer for it. I'm just, it's just something I think about while watching a purely anti-hero. Th- it's not even, is it even anti-hero? Because anti-hero is like, isn't that like a bad guy, but it's that they are still kind of good? Or is yeah. it, is that purely love of a bad guy? Yeah. Well, you look at Casino with Robert De Niro's character in that movie. Like he, he was kind of the good guy, but he was still a bad guy, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, but at least he was, yeah, I mean, he was kind of good. I don't, I, I, in that he wasn't like murdering people. Left. Oh, they, they did pop that guy's eyeball out, didn't yeah. they? You know, go, yeah, you know the, the Italian movie, I, I believe it was Italian, the movie Gamora, which I don't believe you liked. I, I loved Gamora. Uh, I, that, it was okay. I just, I didn't, I didn't love it the way everybody else did. I, but that is a very unglamorous view from start to finish of, of the mob. And that's more like, lower level mob or actually that's the encompassing all of the Italian mob, but very unglamorous. Like I didn't like anybody in that movie. And that's one of the rare occurrences where that happens. But yeah, you're right. Most of the times it's, Oh, I kind of like, you know, Al Pacino's character or Robert De Niro's character or, you know, any, any number of, you know, like, Oh, it's Joe Pesci's cool because he's such a badass in casino and Goodfellas, even though he's a despicable human being, and like, oh, he's getting he's getting beat to death by a baseball bat. That I feel bad for him, even though he is awful and deserves that and more. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of the ways, especially in the, uh, the the tale they like to tell is the most is from fifties, sixties, seventies that era, and uh, like Goodfellas and Casino and and uh, Godfather, and and the way that that most of the time that they made their m- most of their income was from local shopkeepers' protection money. Yeah. And rackets and gambling. And it was like, it's like you watch it, and I have to keep reminding myself that in the background, this is how they make their money. So they're all talking about loyalty and family and honor and all that shit, and it's like, wow, they are ripping everybody off. Mm Mm-hmm. But yet I'm still rooting for them. (laughs) It's, It's such a weird conflict of <laughs> emotion did you obviously you've seen all all three godfathers um and i know a lot of people seem to think that part two is the the better of that trilogy which i totally disagree with i think the first one is is by far the best of the bunch I, there's someone getting hacked to death by a chainsaw back there behind your house or what's going on Oh, welcome to summertime. There went the bug sprayer. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, we're we're podcasting. I'm sure that there's a, a giant light on top of my house just spinning around. Yeah. I'm just waiting for, yeah, zombies to just bust through your house. Wake up the kids. Wake up everybody. Anybody's got anything to do tonight, just come bang on the doors. Any minute, my wife's going to come home. The dog's going to go ape shit. I, I'm just calling it now. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and I'm sorry. I, what was uh, what were you saying? So I, I know that everybody holds part two in such high regard. Godfather, uh, uh, I, part one or two. Okay. Um, yeah. 
Well, again, I, so many people have watched this movie like dozens of times, and I'm on my second or third f- full viewing. I am too. I think I've watched it two full times. Yeah, finished part one. I've I'm thirty minutes into part two, and I know that everybody loves to to have this conversation. Part one, part two, part one, part two. Which is better? Which is better? I call bullshit. I'm not saying one or two is better. It, for me, it is Kill Bill one and two. That it's and I I I really have to. Maybe I shouldn't make that statement till I finish this viewing of Godfather two because it's been so long. I only remember kind of the high points, but yeah, that's why I hold off on rewatching these movies too often because they're so good. I don't want to get too used to them because when I do, then it's like oh shit, I should watch two thousand one. It's so amazing. I've seen it so many times, I know every single frame and every single beat, so I kind of, like, I hold off. And that's where I'm at with the Godfather series, in that, does that make sense? Like, I, I just, I want to, I, I love going and watching those and, oh, I forgot about that scene, or I forgot about that, and fully enjoying yes. it, like, it almost for the first time. But yeah. Godfather 1 and 2, no, I'm not, I, I, I'm not gonna pick one. They, they both have their merits. Yep. Boy, did you call that. Wow. <laughs> right, on, right on time. They both have their merits, and I love both of them pretty much equally. I think that I, they're both just kind of tens for me. Just going on memory from part two. We'll see. I, next week, I'll review part two. We'll see how this viewing holds up. But part one, flawless. Flawless. Did you... And I, I didn't hate part three by any means. I thought it was a good movie. But nowhere near as good as the first two. Do you remember much of po- about part three? Yes. Um, and I, unpopular opinion alert. I know everybody loves to hate on that movie, but it falls into a trope of, of, uh, mob movies that I've talked to you about. I don't know if we've talked about it on the show or not, but, um, where shit just kind of falls apart once you get to the mid eighties. I, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's Goodfellas or Godfather. When you get to that time frame where the, cops have the technology to track you and do everything that they are able to do from like the mid eighties on the shit always falls apart. And that's why nobody likes any of those bits of the movie. If you started watching Goodfellas in the, just the third act, you wouldn't like it because it just all goes to hell and it's over, you know? Nah, boy, that's, that's interesting. And I, right away I thought of, uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio movie, um, Departed. No, uh, no, no. The um, oh, uh, Scorsese's more recent one. Uh, uh, um, not Gangs of uh, New York. Uh, Shutter Island. Uh, uh. <laughs> no, he's the big. He's um, the one with Jack. Wow. Nicholson? No, that's the no. The, um, the most recent one that. Hold on, I'm Jonah looking. Hill's in it. Oh, Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. That's another good example of, you know, that he's doing all sorts of crazy stuff. But you're right. Yeah, the, the cops eventually catch, you know, things eventually catch up with him and he, he can't get out of it. Yeah. Once the, once the cops catch up with him, then it's just, it's not as fun. Because we all want, again, want, why are we rooting for these assholes? Yeah. Because DiCaprio in that movie, I'm like, I want him to somehow get away. I know. Why? <laughs> <laughs> we should hate him. He's taken our money. He's, you know, he's charismatic. You see, uh, it's just, it's probably just because it's a movie. Like if we were dealing mm-hmm. with it in real life, we'd want them all to die. 
but oh man, there are so many moments in that first Godfather movie where they focus so much on honor and being right and and being and justice and and but then it's all linked together by this horrible, horrible bullshit. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I don't know. It's just a weird thought that I had. Listener, let us know. Yeah. Why are people or we obsessed with mob movies? And want the good guy or the bad guys to win. Maybe it's a thing where everybody wants to rob a bank and get away with it. We don't do it, but everybody go. thinks they, oh, maybe we could do it. Maybe, wouldn't that be exciting and thrilling or, yeah, I don't know. Okay, anyway, that was a nice little rabbit trail. I just yeah. want to get your opinion on that. Uh, recently watched. You can kick us off. Okay. So going from uh, Godfather, why don't we keep that uh, that high-quality train rolling and talk about Hack-O-Lantern real quick, shall we? Yes. That, yes. Uh, I, these movies are often talked about in the same sentence. Only on our show. <laughs> Movie freaks. Here we go. Hack-O-Lantern. Yay from... Oh, dear God, let me find this movie. I'm, of course, I'm on IMDb and it's, you know, I type it in and it's like, no, no please don't, no. don't, don't make me find that movie. That's not a movie. Um, I like literally cannot find it, uh, anywhere on, come on, son of a bitch. There it is. Oh, is it Jack Lantern? Oh, there it is. It's also known as Halloween Night. So, uh, yeah. That's unexciting. Yeah, from 1988, uh, Jag Mundura directed it. And it, star- it stars High, Pike, and other people. And uh, Massacre video released this on Blu-ray. So, my goodness, Eugene has to have this. By the way, Cinema Soft Underbelly <laughs> is kind of on a hiatus right now because I'm really, really busy with just... I have time for one podcast, not two. So this would definitely be one that I would be talking about on Cinema Soft Underbelly. However, I am talking about this slop on our show. <laughs> Hack Lantern is about a kindly old grandfather who is actually a, a satanic cult leader, and uh, he sacrifices victims on Halloween. And. <sighs> Yeah, see, the power of Christ compels you. Um, yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, <laughs> you're poisoning me with your yeah. hacky hack. Um, <laughs> and uh, so he starts to corrupt this, his, he starts to corrupt his daughter's kid in the beginning of the movie. And it's led, you're led to believe that this creepy grandpa who actually looks like he's the same age as his daughter, he, it, it, they have a creepy relationship. Like, I think there's some incestuous stuff going on. Anyway. He grooms this kid to be this black shirt and black pants wearing metal dude that wears a, you know, a pentagram and things happen. And, um, uh, let's see, there's lots of talking and then a little bit of nudity that's like, it's actually ridiculous. Like it's, it, it takes gratuitous to a whole new level in this movie. Because I'm like, this is, you, you, where's Ron Jeremy at this point? Because we're right there knocking on that door. It's, <laughs> it's right <laughs> is there. Is it like a, it's, it's the Playboy when they're doing the Weather Channel. 
It's, just, yeah, it's, oh, there's, it's, like, there's going to be cloudy over here, takes off shirts, and then there's going to be some sun over Idaho, takes off bra. Yes, yes. Yeah. And <laughs> okay. It's, oh, it's actually a bit awkward, and there's like pentagrams on ladies' ass cheeks because something, uh, because they're a part of, I don't know. Uh, but this is, this is, uh, pretty awful. Uh, <laughs> Uh, once again, you're doing a terrible job of dissuading me. It sounds amazing. Oh, it's it like everything about it. it like, and of course, it looks way better than it should. Like, it got a full on remaster from from Massacre Video, which the owner of Massacre Video was uh, one of the guys that was interviewed on that documentary that we watched. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, adjust your tracking. Yes, that. Uh, so they don't have many Blu-rays out. They mainly specialize in uh, resurrecting old VHS stuff and like shot on video stuff. But this is actually shot on film, and it looks it it makes it look again much more competently made than the movie actually is. Uh, but boy, for a slice of '80s complete weirdness, and this is weird stuff. I of course kind of liked it. <laughs> Uh, oh, and, and the kid, the the guy that grows up to be as the the devil worshiping grandpa's uh, the killer guy, or whatever. His brother is a cop, so of course that leads to things, and he hooks. Oh my goodness, I can't. I'm I'm actually having a hard time remembering everything that happens in the movie. I just remember there's a lot of uh, very mediocre ladies getting. In various stages of undress and a couple of... In the movie Hack-O-Lantern? Shut up. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And there's a lot of, uh, lots of pentagrams and a couple of fake gore scenes and then uh, roll credits. (laughs) Movie freaks. I'll see you in October. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Are you done hacking Hack-O-Lantern? Yes, I'm all hacked out. Okay. Uh, John Wick 2. Would you like to hear about this film? Yes, very much. Sort of watched one and a half times in the last 48 hours because I can't stay awake for a whole movie after 10 p.m., especially Mm. when you get up at 4.30. So passed out immediately after renting. Uh, But I finished it up today. And I'm going to go against most of the negative. I'm going to, at the end of the day, I'm going to give this movie... A thumbs up. I enjoyed it. It is. It does not have as much charm and originality as the first one. Originality. It's so hard to give action movies originality points because I, they're all derivative of something else. Find the bad mm. guys and kill them. But it, so John Wick does a little meaner. Whoop de doo. But nonetheless, the first John Wick was a very cool movie based on a very cool kind of premisey an idea of. This guy passionate about his dead dog. Well, in the sequel, the first third of it, I was going, the first act, I, uh, this does not have the charm of the first one. It just feels like we're trying to capture lightning in a bottle again, and we're not doing it. And then they go against a lot of cliches where they were building up to them. And I'm, I'm going to be vague here. In a lot of ways that I really appreciated so the second act, the blood and gore start flying, and I was, like, getting on board. This is cool. Again, I gotta put aside certain stupid tropes of action movies where 
I have a silencer on my pistol so I can walk through a crowded room and go pew pew and nobody notices even though people are standing five feet away. That's not the way silencers work, people. Eh, unless you have a brand new from the year 3000 silencer or something, but that's not the way they work in the real world. It makes it quieter, but if you were standing beside it, you would shit your pants. You would jump out. Somebody is shooting a gun, is what you would say. It's not... (coughs) Yeah, not like you can take a cough and cover it up. They're just louder than that. That's just fact. Yeah, it's it's not an airy, quiet fart. It's an actual... Yeah, it's a it's a slammer. It's a bang. Yeah. (laughs) You would notice. Uh, So putting, you know, you got to bury some of that stuff. Uh, That's fine. I can put that aside. Uh, (laughs) And then, uh, let me keep with the positive till I get on with the negative. But then the third act where this goes, wow, I really enjoyed the third act. And where this movie leaves off is where I just wanted to stand up and clap. The, the ending of this movie is awesome. And I hate to compare it to this movie, but it is the first movie that I thought of. And that is Boondock Saints 2. And now, another movie that didn't, another mo- sequel that did not get love. A lot of people dislike that movie, and that's fine. For, I can see why for most of it. But the way that movie ended left it in such a place where I'm like, I, okay, now I can't wait to see part three. Like, make that movie, because this is the shit. Same thing with John Wick 2. Most of the movie is fairly throwaway as far as it's. we've seen this before, but where it leaves off, I can't wait to see that third movie. I, and they're going to make it. I'm sure they will. Uh, yeah, this one did pretty good. Okay, now the some of the negatives that I got to point out. <laughs> you could also call this movie John Wick 2, or you could call it Infinite Ammo Headshot Man. That's, that's kind of what it is. Um... Uh, even the the times where they point out that he is looking for ammo or he is short on ammo or he has to whatever ammo. And then he grabs uh, another guy's gun and eh, it's a pistol, but somehow he crammed 300 rounds into it. Blam, 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 I shot you in your balls in your head, your balls in your head, your balls in your head. That's the way it goes every time. So, but you get good, you get good gore splashes of, I mean, then he grabs a shotgun and they really go for it with the gunshots and the gore. And I will say this too, I haven't heard this good of, um, how do I describe it? Like sound editing with the different guns since the Xbox game Black which was their selling point, that we have recorded the sound of every individual weapon and we're using real sound for real weapon, not just generic pistol, generic shotgun. You can tell the difference in the sound if you ever fired any of these weapons. And they do a fantastic job of that in John Wick 2. It, it, the guns sound incredible. And maybe it's just because I haven't watched anything on my full surround sound in a while, but I noticed it very distinctly while watching it today. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Huh. So in the end, it's not a great movie, but even would would you rather have a subpar John Wick sequel as opposed to just a random throwaway action movie sequel? Uh, give me John Wick, give me subpar John Wick sequels all day long. I'll take it. It, it was thumbs up from me. I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not falling out of my shorts about it, but it was still an entertaining time, even if it got ridiculous with the <laughs> infinite ammo headshot man. So. <laughs> It, obviously, the first one was better than the sequel. Well, I mean, yeah, but I, it's only because the story was better than the first one. 
Yeah. But again, then the way they leave off this one, man, that uh, there was also a fair amount of connections to the Matrix in this movie. I thought early on the I'm not I'm going to be again vague, but the a, a specific character was talking about afterlife and God and devil and and uh, damnation and stuff like that. And then in the third act, when he came back around again and was doing some things that bordered on supernatural, it almost could have played like, wait, is he telling John Wick that he's the devil? I almost got that hint, like, wait, is he, is this a, what was that devil movie that Keanu Reeves was in? Constantine? No, the other one. Uh, Devil's Advocate? Yeah, it was, it almost... Uh, I almost got whispers of that in there. Like, wait, is he implying that this is a supernatural shit? And I know I'm reading way too deep into it, but there were hints of it along the way yeah. where one could almost make that leap. Anyway, uh, and, that, and then Morpheus shows up. Okay. I shit you not. So that's cool. Anytime that, you know, you see them together and the shit that they talk about and allude to could have, it's almost like they're making jokes about the matrix, which was funny, but I, it's so hard to explain, dude. You could watch this movie and fucking hate it. I doubt yeah. it, but I, it's <laughs> now did Peter, did Peter Stormare show up as Satan or not? Not. No, uh, he, I, he was in there in the first act. He, he was? was in there. He was in there too. Ah, that's that's yes. awesome. I texted you about it. This, it was almost like a greatest hits of Keanu Reeves movies. <laughs> all yes. mushed together in one big ball of insanity of <laughs> headshots <laughs> i i gotta see it uh, i, I want to see it yeah definitely worth your time to check out um yeah there you go John i'm glad that keanu reeves is still you know making some good movies and and drawing a you know getting a box office doing okay yep i agree and he's he's such a badass and he's over 50 now and he's in better shape than i probably ever will be yeah uh, it's just cool to see him just whipping yeah. ass. It got like a uh, final thought. It got better as it went. So don't give up on it. Watch it all the way through. Excellent Good stuff. Okay, and let's bring things down a ton. Uh, let's talk about a movie that you had on the roulette because I watched it, and that is 1989's The Terror Within. Oh, I don't feel any pity for you. Oh, I didn't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the reason I watched The Terror Within on YouTube is because I own The Terror Within Part 2 on Blu-ray from Scorpion, I think, or Code, one of them, whatever, Code Scorpion. Uh, so I watched Terror Within Part 2 first because I had it on Blu-ray. I'm like, well, if this is good, then I will watch Terror Within Part 1. And I enjoyed Terror Within Part 2. It is... Uh, totally early 90s Roger Corman produced schlock, but to, uh, ripping off Alien to, to the point of plagiarism, but uh, man in rubber suit. You're talking about part one right now? Part part two. I'm actually oh, talking about, talking about okay. part two, which is uh, the Blu-ray looks fantastic and it has all, it checks off all of the boxes of what a Roger Corman late 80s, early 90s movie should be. I mean, if it, you think that one was a ripoff of Alien, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on part one. Yeah. Uh, uh, wow. Um, but part two, it... Uh, oh, what can I say about it? I actually did a search online, and it seems like most people like part one more than part two. 
which like woof, really okay um directed by andrew stevens starring andrew stevens so yay andrew stevens yeah what else um so the storyline is in a uh post-apocalyptic place uh a human colony and there's uh the world has been devastated by plague of some sort and some bearded dude which actually happens to be the uh fantastic andrew stevens rescues some young foxy blonde girl who he immediately impregnates and she's gives birth to a creature whatever when they get to this uh underground lab and then man in rubber suit we're talking about part one now no we're talking about part two a couple of gore scenes and roll credits. I'm like, eh, all right. Glad I own that bad boy. So then part one uh, <laughs> is the same movie from two years earlier. Just repeat that because that's exactly yes. what the first one was. Yes. Well, now, the, now part two has Arlie Ermey in it and part one has George Kennedy. And they're both playing the, essentially the same character. Uh, Arlie Ermey, of course... Full Metal Jacket. He sells the the leadership role better than George Kennedy does. But yeah, so the terror within part one is the same storyline, but with maybe slightly less gore. Although there was a pretty good operation scene in that movie. I'm like, all right, that's gooey and gory and Roger Corman-y. Uh, I'm not making you want to oh, change your review. Oh, no, no, I hated it. It was awful, and I could accept it, its awfulness if it wasn't such a rip-off of something else. That's where it's, oh, yeah, it's hard for me to... And the creature came out and apparently was born with floodlights on it, because it's just walking around with... Oh, you could see every detail of all that plastic flopping around all floppity. Oh, yeah. Yep, there was... Uh, and there was the, the two token... Guys from Alien in this that they would have their little headsets on. Yeah, the black on. guy and the, and the white dork with the Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, yeah, and they would they would you know oh, we're not getting paid enough yeah. for this shit. Yeah, anymore. yeah, you know I gotta <laughs> go fix this. <laughs> they had little laser guns that they were shooting at the thing in the hallways and things happened every now and then. But I gave it an okay score, two and a half out of five. Uh, and part two got three out of five. So. I, I honestly don't know what to say about that. I, the, the first one was awful, and I won't watch the second one. I'm good. I know I have to watch every shitty sequel in a horror franchise, but not this one. Not that one? No, I'm good. Uh, I have been terrorized enough with him. If you ever change your mind, I own the Blu-ray, so mm. Mm. you've been uh, warned. I will put that on my wall. Of, uh, <laughs> things Eugene has said to me that yes. I take as a threat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to you. Okay. Uh, that real. This can be a real quick round for me, and then I'll be done. You can do one more, and we'll wrap up. Uh, I rewatched Young Frankenstein. This is another one that lots of people have watched many times. This was my, I believe, this was my second full viewing, and it's an awesome Mel Brooks movie. Again, another movie that everything has been said about it that can be said. I'm not going to bring anything new to the table. Totally enjoyable film. It definitely climbs the ranks of, you know, where I w- what I would rank 
Mel Brooks films. Maybe that's what we should do next week is a Mel Brooks top ten or something. Mm. Top five. Yeah. But uh, it, it probably still wouldn't take the top one or two spot, I don't think. But it is still freaking hilarious. And that's all to say about Young Frankenstein. Lastly, I noticed that uh, what was it? it was Voodoo Free. I was surfing around on there, and I found a movie from my childhood that I... I don't want to say I had fond memories of, but it's a movie that I remembered. And I know I rented it a couple of times, and I was like, oh, I wonder if that's a thing, and I should I should give that another try. Or at least revisit it and see if it's worth, or if it's as good as I remember. And that would be, hold on a sec here, from 1987, starring... Whip Hubley, Joaquin Phoenix, Peter Billingsley, Ruskies. Do you remember this movie? Yes, I do. Awesome. I'm so happy to, to hear that. Yeah, that was a good movie. From what I remember, I have not seen that movie since there we the go. VHS days. Me either. He is a Russian sailor, shipwrecked in America. They are three American boys. Together, they're about to share the adventure of a lifetime. And that sounds way more pervy than I'm sure they intended it. <laughs> uh, wow. Um, yeah, so... Uh, I turned this off after 20 minutes. Uh, what? Really? Huh. <laughs> Not so much, huh? Hey, maybe you. Your 80s itch is, is a lot more itchy than mine can be at times. But this was way more of a kid's movie than I remember. I thought this was more... I associate this movie with one other from the 80s, and that is, from the good Phoenix River, um, Little Nikita. Do you remember that movie? Uh, you know, I don't believe I've ever seen that one. Ooh, that's unfortunate. I still have that one on VHS, and after this, I'm going to dig it up, and I'm going to watch the shit. Um, but mm. that was a River Phoenix movie from the 80s, and he was accused of being a Russian spy or something, or his family was, and he went back and forth. I, I, oh, I want to say Sidney Poitier was in that? Could be wrong. But that was River Phoenix and his... Oh, man, that guy was so good. I, I miss him so much. Yeah, I know. He was good. Yep. Sidney Poitier and River Phoenix. 1988. An FBI agent works to uncover an all-American family uh, as a Soviet sleeper agent, uh, as Soviet sleeper agents, and gets caught up in a friendship with the unaware son. Little Nikita. Really good movie. It worked really well, as I recall. And then River Phoenix and Sidney Poitier would team up again down the road for a 10 out of 10 movie for me in Sneakers. Sneakers. That's right. Fucking great movie. But Ruskies, not so much. Ruskies, I turned off. It was just, dude, it was, it, it had way more of that kids movie feel than, and, and just, oh, it was so, so over the top in its, America, fuck yeah! And oh, Red Dawn Russia, type stuff? bad. Yeah, exactly. Ruskies, bad. Except a PG version of that. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not even that that explorer's kind of feel. It just felt like... Oh, it's so hard to explain. Explorers it's, is fantastic. I love that movie. It is, but that's a... It has a different feel. Yeah, I know. Like an adventure. Like this... 
just felt weird. And I swore up and down that River Phoenix was in this movie, and there's Joaquin. You know, <laughs> he's good now, but you know, when I was looking for a little bit of '80s River action, and you get a little bit of '80s Joaquin action, it's just yeah. kind of a all right. Didn't even know you were acting back then. Uh, so he was—he must have been pretty young. He was. Probably, I want to say, 8 or well, 10, maybe 12. I don't know. Um, Did he have a scruffy beard, though, back then? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those that you can tell from the opening titles that, that oh, oh, this might have been a TV movie. Maybe. I don't okay. know. Okay. And yeah. I immediately have, uh, have a vision of what that looks like, too, yeah. like from back in the day. Yeah. You might want to give it a shot, though. It's Again, it's on Vudu. Check it out. See how far you can get, because mm. I, I I watched about a half an hour and I was like, you know what? I know I'm in desperate need of things to talk about on the show tonight, but I ain't this desperate. <laughs> Hit the off button. Yep, I'm good. I'm gonna, but I am gonna dig out little Nikita from down in the. It's down in the vault, and I have it on VHS. I'm gonna go find that sucker and put it on. Nice. See, see how yeah, that holds up. That's one that I have never watched. I'm not sure why, because I, that that one there got. Good reviews, and that's a pretty well-regarded movie, right? I have no idea. I, I honestly, I don't. I have no clue. Hmm. But I'm gonna okay. watch it again, and we'll see. At least it's a movie, movie. Whereas this just reeked of made-for-TV. Okay, gotcha. That's it for me. Okay. Oh, let's keep going down the. Oh, the. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good way to describe this. Um, what's a good w- herpes? I guess would come to mind as you 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 have it and you you get it and then you have it your whole life and that's me and shitty horror movies. Uh, does that make sense? Um, no, because you can choose to stop bad horror movies, but. This is kind of like going, you got herpes the last time you bought a hooker, and you're like, yeah, but maybe not this time. Well, that's where I am right now. And you're like, do you want the $500 hooker? Or you're like, but what can I get for about a buck 85? Yeah, which would be this movie that I'm going to be talking about next. It's So the next cold sore on your lip that I'm going to talk about is (laughs) Mind Ripper, also known as The Hills Have Eyes. Part three. Uh, wait, wait. Seriously? Yeah. What? Which title came first? How do, um, is, that, is Mind I, the, Ripper a subtitle or is it a... Well, it was originally titled uh, Hills Have Eyes Part 3 and then they renamed it Mind Ripper, also known as The Outpost. So there's actually three, all of which are Wes Craven Presents. Ugh. So originally this was intended as a Hills Have Eyes sequel, uh, which going after part two, which was just, just awful. <laughs> this is a minor step up from that. It stars Lance Henriksen and it also stars uh, Giovanni Rubisi? Uh, R- Rubisi in it. So there's that. But um, underground bunker, scientisty people and a uh, Dude with long rocker 80s hair, but it's 1995, is kind wait, of a mutant. Wait, wait, so the, wow, uh, the Hills Have Eyes remake series, wasn't it part two or three where they did something like that? Where there was an outpost and army type people? 
Yeah, that was the second one. Yeah, there was. So that's that's kind of on track with the remake, huh? There you go. Yeah. Wow. I, yeah. And I, you didn't like the second one. I thought the second one kicked ass. I thought that was just cheesy greatness. Yeah, I didn't love it, but it, but knowing that it it actually was remaking. I mean, it was basing itself on on the original material. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I appreciate I, that. But, but yeah, I thought a, it, I a, thought it diverted so far off into left field, but. Yeah, that's cool. I'll give it more respect. Yeah, now. there's scientisty government, whatever, and uh, this guy, uh, this mutant guy, starts mutating and losing his rock star hair, and he looks like a jacked up wrestler. Um, oh, what else? Oh, Lance Henriksen is the guy that created this creation thing. Uh, what else happens? Giovanni Ribisi is '90s grunge, so he's always listened to new metal grunge type stuff which uh, he smokes a cigarette and uh, what else happens this the all these reviews must be boring because these movies are so so incredibly mediocre uh, this one here reeks of of 90s like that that mid 90s direct to video type forgettable nonsense it's 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 entirely way too long like an hour and 45 minutes too long, which is that's, an, I mean, it's, so it's, it's an eternity. It's just yeah. the opening credits and closing credits. That was the good part, and then everything in between. Eh, too long. Yeah, there at one point this creature thing uh, sticks his tongue out, and there his tongue like splits in half, and another penisy looking thing comes out of that. And I'm like, ah, all right, now some action, and then it goes back to the doldrums of searching through tunnels in the underground bunker and searching and. Then trying to talk to, and of course this the the creature guy thing is you know he's he's troubled and he's oh Lance Henriksen is trying to reach him and uh, wow mind ripper there you go so YouTube yeah uh, check it out or never my mind has been ripped um, next yes okay next up is one that I just watched last night off of Amazon Prime actually this is one that I almost rented for the longest time and held off because Amazon like movies that are on Amazon because we have a prime membership every now and then movies kind of come and go on the the prime membership. So on any random given month, movies that you might have to pay to rent will become prime eligible that you can stream for free. Does that make sense? Okay. Well, this movie, for the longest time, I'm like, you know what? I am not willing to sink four dollars into renting this thing. Maybe sometime it will be, it will pop up on uh, on Prime, and sure enough, it did. So I watched it last night. It's 2012's Wither from uh, people that made uh, like a year or two previous made this some slasher movie that I watched that I enjoyed for what it was. And this is a Swedish movie. And like we talked about earlier with The Terror Within being a complete overt ripoff of Terror, of, uh, Alien, Wither is a 100% ripoff of The Evil Dead. Ugh. Uh, we're talking like, come on guys, you have to have some original ideas in here, right? No. <laughs> So here's the positives of this movie because I've been looking forward to watching this movie for a long time. The gore. This movie is incredibly gory. Now, not to the level of the the latest Evil Dead movie, 
but because they didn't have a huge budget, all of the effects are practical, which is good. That's a good thing, and it looks practical. If you're going to take one thing from an Evil Dead movie, take the gore. Yes, and they it knocks it out of the park in spades. It's 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 really gory. Here's the downfall of this movie, and I'm like the the plot is so simplistic. It's uh, people go to a cabin, and then an evil presence possesses them, and they have to chop each other to bits. There you go. It's it, it's even the original Evil Dead, and actually the whole entire series. At least it tries to explain that haunting in the woods type thing away a little bit. Here it's. Yeah. It is brushed over so briefly to where it's like, oh, this area is bad and there's maybe demons. The end. Done. That's it. That's There's your reasoning. Okay. <laughs> uh, here's my issue with the movie is it's the directors. I think there's two directors to this movie. They uh, go out of their way to try to make the movie look older than it is. Sometimes that works, but in this case, it was shot on video, and so they added a bunch of filters to it. Okay, that can work in, on occasion, but here it makes it makes it look almost too dirty, and you can't really see the effects quite like you should uh, because of these filters that they put on the movie itself. I'm like, you know, I I appreciate that you're trying to make the movie look like it's a dirty '80s movie, but you're making it also. Uh, to the point where I can't quite tell your really, really impressive special effects. And they are impressive. Really, really good. But the blood is all like kind of black looking. And I don't think that they, I mean, it seems like originally it should have been everything brighter. Everything is just dull and washed out and dirty. And after honestly, like the last half hour, I was when all the gore was just hitting the fan, I was completely tuning out. I'm like, oh, what's going on on Facebook? Playing around with my phone. Like, yes, more screaming and more gory eviscerations, but I, your camera's kind of shaky, and with the filters, I'm losing interest fast. And it's, it's so unfortunate because the budget wasn't high on this movie, and this could have been a total... It sounds to me like, I mean, well, kind of banking on what you said, it sounds like this was a fault of writing. Like, there wasn't enough story to draw you in to get you no. into the gore and stuff. No. And it, and it was too long. It was hour and 35 minutes. 15 minutes should have easily been cut out. The characters are paper thin, which, okay, whatever. But it just, after a while, I'm like, oh, okay, it's gory, but I'm it's a constant. Like, there is no story. Like, you're not trying to defeat, like... You're not trying to burn the book in the fireplace, or you're not trying to to say the incantation or whatever. It's just uh, now this dead excuse after excuse to get some gore on the screen. Yeah, and it's cool. Okay, this is this looks good. You guys got some talented effects artists on here, but your filters kind of suck, and it's way too long. It's this is not working. I was I was. Very disappointed. I was really hoping this was going to be one of those little gems in the rough. And it started out where, with the very brief initial setup of the characters, and then the first couple gore scenes, I'm like, whew, okay, this is, this is a, this could be good here. But then it just got so repetitive. Even like, there's a scene where the quote unquote Ash character is outside and the lady gets her head cut off and he's burying the body or he actually, she didn't get her head cut off at that point, but burying the body like in the original evil dead. And I'm like, this is, 
why are you why, try something a little bit different at least? Why are you? This is like fan fiction remaking Evil Dead. That's how I felt about Terror Within. Really, like it was such a blatant ripoff. Like, give me a break. Yeah. But as to your other points, it sounds kind of like Harbinger Down, where you got your effects are on point, but your story is garbage. Yes. Yeah, that's a great. Actually, that is a great example because I, I would like if I were making. I think the budget on this thing. Um, well, of course, this is in another currency, but it was a low budget movie. But if you and I would be making a movie and we would have this budget, I would totally hire whoever the special effects were for this. If movie. we were making a movie uh, where people go into the woods to a cabin, oh, we would call it Primal. And you we kind of did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we didn't shy away from what we were trying to do. It was just a short film. <laughs> yeah. And this, honestly, this, this could have been a short film and it would have been a great resume piece, I think, for, for bigger, better, bigger budgeted things, but too long and uh, they, they got very, very attractive looking actors and actresses in the movie, by the way. I, I'll give them props for that too. I'm like, you're paper thin characters, but you, you're attractive and you're going to die brutally. And he did. Yeah. Beauty does not make acting talent either. <laughs> no. So there you go. That's, that's with her. And then I have one more. Go for it. Okay. Here is one that I think that you should at some point check out on YouTube. And the reason I watched this movie is because Code Red is releasing it on Blu-ray. So I'm like, well, it's $30 and that's a lot of money. What if it would be on YouTube? And, or, I'm sorry, not YouTube. I'm, oh, shit. It's on Amazon. Damn. Oh. Um, well, uh, I guess because, I could be checking it out then. No, uh, because this is a, this is a gem, I think. And it's, uh, mm. the movie is called One Dark Night. Um, I think that you would like this movie from 1982. Uh, Meg Tilly is in it, and, <laughs> and so is, where is his, Adam West. Mr. Adam West is in this Aww, movie. Rest in peace. Yes. Yeah. But uh, it's about these these uh, three girls, college girls, that talk uh, a sorority recruit into spending the night in this uh, mausoleum and uh, recently buried there or recently put there is... Uh, this guy that was dabbling in electromagnetic, good Lord, I'm not even sure what it is, but something with, with uh, <laughs> pseudoscience. Pseudo, yes, pseudoscience. And so she's there and her boyfriend comes to rescue her as do the, the college girls. They show up to try and scare this girl. So it all kind of comes to a head in this place where this corpse is going to be reanimated and bring back the dead in this this place. And it's a cool movie. Uh, it's slow goings, but once it gets going, like once the final act kicks in, it's genuinely creepy and unsettling and bizarro, weird early 80s. Uh, I, while, listen to me say this, I, while I wouldn't spend $30 on this movie on Blu-ray, it was good I'm watching. going to spend thirty dollars on spend, this yeah. <laughs> If if I ever see this movie for twenty, I'd probably buy it. It's it's a it's a minor gem that I've Says never. The guy heard that before. spent twenty six on twenty six ninety nine on Humongous. Oh. 
on Humongous. Jeez. Oh, yeah, read, our, read my review on the Facebook page on that movie. So anyway, One Dark Knight is a good movie. Anybody out there that has Amazon Prime, check it out. The transfer is actually quite good. It's probably not Blu-ray quality, but it is, it's good and it's, it's, that's one that I would definitely rewatch and quite enjoy. So. Cool. That's, that sounds good. It's a different, a little bit of a different premise, at least a different take on the kind of stay in a haunted house overnight and, you know, everybody yeah. sets up scary things for you. It, it actually has a little, a tiny little bit of a phantasm vibe, and it's maybe because of the location, but it, I don't know, I, every now and then I'm like, ah, it kind of has a little bit of phantasm going on in there. Yeah, that's not bad. There's, there are worse yeah. movies to emulate. Yeah. So, and of course you have the, the late, great Adam West doing his, it's just funny when I hear him talk, I'm like, oh, family guy. <laughs> Batman, Batman, come on. Batman, Batman. and Batman. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, that's cool. I, I'd check it out just for the Adam West. That's that's worth the price of admission for me. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's do Coming Soon and let's wrap this up. It's uh, getting on and excuse me, the evening and the five o'clock will come so soon. Yes, it will. Uh, you first. What's up for Coming Soon, sir? Uh, I've got an Arrow Blu-ray release of... Um, some 1982 slasher movie called Madhouse and Evil Ed. Not Evil Dead. No, Evil, Evil Ed. Is that the comic book character? No. Oh. No. <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure there's a comic book character called Evil Ed. Or maybe, it, oh, no. I'm thinking of Evil Ernie. Ah, somebody evil with an E. It's probably Evil yeah, Eric. Who it's... the hell knows? Uh, evil somebody. <laughs> But if it's evil, also, evil something, that I'm in. I'm in. Okay, well, e- Evil Ed. So that's that's this guy. All right. And for some reason, I probably because of the that Rituals movie that I watched recently, I pulled out uh, Deliverance. So I'm going to rewatch Deliverance. It's been years since I've seen it. Nice. And I'm in the mood for a good survival horror. Well, it's not really horror, but a good Outback survival oh, type oh, movie. Uh, it's horror. Would you classify that as horror? I, they, no one will ever squeal like a pig. I mean, come on, that that's yeah. <sighs> if you're not horrified by that shit, then you are broken. No kidding. Yes. So anyway, those are that's kind of the main the main ones that I'm going to be watching from now till next podcast. Cool. I've been wanting to rewatch that movie as well, but then I think about that scene and I'm like, ugh. I know. Oh, and wasn't there a part was I'm not sure if it was Burt Reynolds or one of them gets their arm completely busted up. Yeah. Do you remember that? Something, I, it's so hard to remember anything else from that movie except from the banjo playing and the squeal like a pig. Exactly. Uh, which sucks. And especially <laughs> for comic book dork, because that squeal like a pig, what's his name? That guy is... Uh, Ned Beatty? Ned Beatty. That's... Uh, I, I, I associate him with... Uh, <laughs> 1978? Yes, Mr. Luthor! Right away, Mr. Luthor! <laughs> Superman. The original oh, Superman. Oh, wow, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I associate him with. So, that that scene is particularly particularly traumatic for me. <laughs> oh, and that movie was... That was like back in the early 70s, and... Oh, man. That, they didn't that fuck around, movie. man. They, uh, whatever. Oh, yeah, rape, and were you calling him to make one of them make pig sounds? Go for that. Green light. Yeah. 
<sighs> and I'm pretty sure that the the Ned Beatty was not prepared for that. Like it for real. Like that it got pretty. Like I heard, he still doesn't talk about that. Yeah. Well, I'll of course I'll do my I'll do my research on that. Yeah. You see. Yes. Please investigate <laughs> the pig sound rape thing. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, coming soon for me. I have been barreling through all of the current comic book shows that have been blessed to me on Netflix uh, that I've been teasing, going through them at top speed, and I, but I'm still backburnering them enough to make room for the movies so that we have something to talk about. But this Agents of Shield season four has been off the hook, sir. It starts off with mm-hmm. Ghost Rider, the new Ghost Rider, who drives around in a Charger. It's so no motorcycle. No, this is the new Ghost Rider, the re the revamp Ghost Rider that they just came okay. out with like a year ago or something, where he's a, a Latin dude and it's completely different than the Nick Cage thing. But it's been he drives around in a Charger and has the skull head and it's been badass and it, it wasn't just like an episode or two. It was half the season easily and demons in hell and like okay agents of shield you have stepped way up in my book <laughs> this is awesome. awesome can't stop tearing through it like sometimes i'm like i should watch something else because eugene's gonna be bored listening to me rave about this shit and then on the other hand i'm like if eugene had an evil dead horror wait he does have an evil dead show and he will watch all of it in about a week well this is what i'm <laughs> this is that's yes. exact same damn thing it's is that's on Netflix? Yep, they season okay. four just hit Netflix, and it's the shit. Along with the Flash and Arrow and Supergirl, all new seasons. Oh, and Legends of Tomorrow. I new seasons of all of them just boom dropped, and wow, I burned through like the first six episodes of all of that, all f- of those shows, and then there's a crossover event where you have to watch them all in order at see episode seven, and so I was waiting on Addison for that. She had to catch up and. We watched them all together. Now I can move on and finish all the seasons without her, <laughs> which, trust me, I am doing in short order. That's interesting. So, like, there's one episode where you have to watch them all in sequence, kind of? Is that It's it's four shows, and you can watch them all on your own until you get to, like, episode seven. And then there was a crossover event. They do this with comic books. Exact same way they do with comic books. And then okay. the, they do, like, a four-issue arc of a crossover event, and the first part of that arc is on Flash. The second part of that arc is on Arrow. The third part is on Supergirl. The fourth part is on whatever the, the lineup was. I, I'm not saying that's what it was. I just That's the way it worked. Yeah. This is part three of the crossover event. This is part four. Whatever. And then after that, the shows, much like comic books, all split back and go their separate ways. It was brilliant, really. It's quite enjoyable. Yeah, that's cool. Anyway, I'll be back with full reports of all those, uh, all the new seasons of these shows uh, very soon. Very soon. <laughs> and any movies or? Oh yeah, I said I'm still watching movies, bitch. Don't worry about it. I got. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm still watching plenty of movies to, that I can bring to the show. Like Godfather Two, I just started. Yep. I'm very curious to see how it'll come out on that one because I've only watched, like I said, I've watched it once, maybe twice, tops. So, yeah. Maybe I can bring a whole lot of nothing to that review because everybody has reviewed it. It's masterpiece status. 
Over and over and over over the years. Okay. Uh, I, th- I thought th- I thought that was good conversation with uh, Godfather. It so, was. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing a re a rewatch on that one. And I will dive further into part three. Uh, I only touched on it tonight, but I I have thoughts on that movie. I'm okay. Not as bad as everyone says. Not as bad. And yeah, how about we'll get into that in a later episode. Anything okay. else you want to add for this episode, sir? I think that's it. All right. Well, that's going to do it for me, too. I will see you next week. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye. See ya. Thanks for listening.